again, Tuesday night being banned on Facebook. If you're a usual Facebook viewer, we will be back up shortly. Facebook and their tyranny, and I guess they just want to keep losing more and more of their customer base, keeps banning us for using videos that are all over the internet, allegedly violating some sort of copyright thing because there's music in the background. They'll do anything and everything to ban the truth. When you are somebody who is on the side of lies, truth are of great embarrassment to you and are a great threat to you. So they're banning us. This is why you have to have a Gab account. This is why you have to have a Getter account. This is why you have to have a Rumble account. This is why you need to have a Black Robe TV account. We've got to just band together on all this. We have to have a parallel culture, a parallel society, our own Walmart, our own PayPal, our own GoFundMe, um, everything. It just has to be a parallel you know, economy. People always want to come together. You cannot come together with people who want to destroy you. You can't. There's no way to come together with people who want to remove your freedom, just like Facebook, just like Twitter, just like YouTube, which my church has been banned for life off of YouTube for telling the truth. A lot of the things that are now out there and that are total truth, like it's a lab leak, masks are no good. It's always, it was all true. It's been true from day one. I've been saying it from, from day one. Now it's allowed, but before you got banned, if you said it, vaccines kill people. Everybody knows it's true. The VAERS report stacking up over 23,000 deaths from the vaccines. Now you can, now maybe you can say it, maybe you can't, who knows, but basically everything that the media is currently saying are lies are the truth, and we get banned for any particular reason they just want to pick out. That's what they're doing because the truth is a threat to demonic liars. Let's get into the trucker protest. You're like, Tom, do you have to cover this every night? Yeah, this is the this is maybe the biggest stand in the world. I'm shocked that it's coming out of Canada because Canada basically did nothing over the first 22 months of 23 days of 15 of 23, 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve of the first 23 months. Uh, first 22 of 23 months, they did pretty much nothing, but suddenly they come alive. Thank God for the truckers in Canada. They're doing an awesome job. And by the way, it has started a worldwide revolt, which is what needs to happen. A worldwide exodus from listening to the tyrants like Ursula van der Leyen, like Joe Biden, like, Ju like Justin Trudeau, like Scott Morrison, like Dan Andrews, like Emmanuel Macron, whoever it may, Angela Merkel, anybody else you want to name, Klaus Schwab, of course, of the World Economic Forum, all the climate tyrannists, everybody. There needs to be a worldwide exodus from these people. Wick Wittgenstein video, Tucker Carlson, play it for me. According to Justin Trudeau, possessing gasoline in the city of Ottawa is now a crime. Now, to be clear, Ottawa didn't declare the state of emergency because the truckers lit a courthouse on fire, or shot someone, or leveled a church. BLM did all of those things, but Justin Trudeau strongly supports BLM. He reaffirmed his support the other day. Here's the problem, and we're going to let the mayor of Ottawa, or Ottawa, as it's correctly pronounced in Ojibwa, explain why peaceful truck drivers pose an imminent danger to Canada. It's disturbing when you see the, the protests turning into what looks like some kind of a fun carnival where they've got bouncy castles and hot tubs and saunas. A complete uh, insult to the people who are putting up with this nonsense for the last seven days. And it shows a great deal of insensitivity. They've got bouncy castles for kids, growls the childless mayor of Ottawa. Let's hurt them. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a dark scene in Truckistan tonight. The kids are on the bouncy castles. 
Of course, at the same time, their parents are flaunting the authority of the people in charge, and that is the crime. Watch this protester, a white supremacist, explain his motives for protest. Where the hell were you? You weren't there, but now you want to come out in the freezing cold to oppose my fundamental human rights and freedoms. I'm not going to have it. I'm a black man standing beside my brother right here. This is my brother right. right here. And none of you have the right to tell me who to associate with and who not to associate with me because you did not come out and voice your concerns for the fact that Justin Trudeau banned me from leaving this country because of my medical decision, because I made a decision that he did not like. Shut up, racist. Go back to Jamaica with your white supremacy nonsense. By the way, no one in Canada's government or the media in Canada, which is mostly controlled by the government, is engaging with any of the arguments of people like that. Instead, they've gone directly to force, as crumbling regimes always do. The quote out of there, people putting up with this nonsense is what the mayor of Ottawa says, obviously a liberal hack, baby butcher, just like they all are. Anybody standing up for mass mandates and vaccine butchery also likes to butcher the unborn. Wherever you find the bodies and whenever you find the lies, you will find the devil. And that is the left, the globalist left, the globalist bourgeois elite. They are always on the side of stacking up human bodies and bold-faced lies, putting it... People putting up with this nonsense is what he's saying about the truckers. What, what nonsense are these people having to put up with? That their businesses have been interrupted? Well, this same clown, along with Justin Trudeau and most of the politicians in Canada, with a few notable exceptions, they, that's what they've been doing over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. March of 2020, don't worry, we only need 15 days. We're going to flatten the curve. Everybody locked down, which was a bullcrap lie then. It's a bullcrap lie now. And anybody who believed it was, was a bull bullcrap clown. It's as simple as if you believed it, you were a clown back then. Even if you believed it for a week, it doesn't matter. If anybody who ever believes in anything that these leftist politicians tell you, and especially as I always do, and I will continue to do until I see worldwide repentance by the global evangelical church, it's especially a shame for those who actually can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that you locked down your churches, strapped on masks, and became vaccine pimps and whores. Put it, people putting up with this nonsense, he says, says the liberal hack baby butcher he's the one who have clo he's closed down people's li their lives their schools their businesses for 23 months most of which a lot well i can't say most because i don't know the statistics in canada most of the businesses closed in the United States, 60% for COVID. They closed and they closed permanently. And I just want to, again, congratulate all of the COVID caving Christians who cost all these people their livelihoods for forever. It's not a matter of a few more days. It's for forever. And the exact same thing was caused in Canada by the very person saying that the truckers are causing people to have to put up with nonsense. And always remember the tactics of the left. Always remember, coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are we are not ignorant of his devices. What the left does is call names and depend on you to cower. That's what they depend. They will call you names, whether it doesn't matter whether or not it's even close to reality. Where do they get that from? Why are you even asking that from a bold-faced liar? Where where do they get that from? How could they call me or listen? Learn to embrace it 
as a compliment. If a leftist calls you a racist, that means you are exactly the opposite. If, the, if a leftist calls you a murderer because you're not wearing a mask on a flight from Tampa to Atlanta, understand that it's exactly the opposite. They are projecting on you that which they are. Accept it as a compliment. All right, here we go. Next one. Marie Oaks. COVID-19. Play it for me. The people of Ottawa, however, have had to endure significant disruption to their daily lives as a result of the ongoing convoy here. There have been numerous incidents of intimidation, harassment, violence, and hate. Many residents have been effectively held hostage in their own city, blockaded by an angry, loud, intolerant, and violent crowd. While everyone believes in the right to free speech, this convoy has crossed the line of acceptable conduct towards fellow Canadians many, many times. Let us be clear. Our government will always support the right to peaceful protest in Canada, but we will also always condemn violence and threats. And from what we are witnessing on the ground and hearing from residents, this is the furthest thing from a peaceful protest. We call on the protesters to stop and respect the communities we represent. No words can accurately describe the agony of what my community has gone through. For residents of downtown Ottawa, this continues to be a horrific experience. C'est une expérience horrible. From what my community has seen in the past 11 days, the protesters' actions has not been peaceful or lawful. Members of my community have been harassed because of their skin color, yelled at for wearing masks, subjected to hurtful and racist symbols, torturous honking, and their accounts of assaults. Parking lots have been used as urinals. Fireworks are being hurled down the streets every night. And over the weekend, there was an attempt to light on fire an apartment building. This has gone on too long. Res residents are not unable to sleep. Workers and businesses remain once again severely impacted. We must work together to put an end to this protest and protect our community. So how many of you believe out there that a trucker suddenly, whose lifelong career was driving a truck, supporting his family, suddenly decides to light a building on fire? I mean, with somebody with zero criminal record. Now, always remember that this, these same clown politicians, all of which Canadian politicians from various areas, because this trucker convoy, this trucker protest is in several areas in Canada. And so all these politicians that are speaking out on this video are all 100% in favor of Antifa rioting. Black Lives Matter rioting, Black Lives Matter vandalism, Black Lives Matter arson, Black Lives Matter and Antifa battering of police. They all went out and took knees with Antifa, with Black Lives Matter, all of them. They have absolutely no problem with that because Antifa and Black Lives Matter pushed the leftist agenda. And the leftist agenda is simply a small vehicle of the globalist elitist Klaus Schwab Davos agenda. That's what it's about. Leftist agenda is an arm, a small arm, of the Klaus Schwab globalist agenda. And all of these people are, glad, are just willing shills. Now let's look at this. Now they said that they are witnessing the following. They're witnessing violence. Show me the videos. 
I, I would love to see the videos of the violence. Show them to me. I want to see truckers, these truckers, suddenly committing violence. I want to see it. I want to see the truckers that are threatening people. This is the list that I wrote down. I want to see the truckers committing acts or using words of racism. I, want to, I just want to see the videos. Now, I see all the other videos. I see, I see the Ottawa police seizing their fuel and causing the, the threat of, of freezing to death overnight on the truckers. I saw those videos. I've seen all of that. I've seen the police harassing truckers and people involved. I've seen the police and their brutality, but I've yet to see the truckers commit an act of violence, of threats, or of racism. I mean, show us the video footage, please. If you do, and you can put it together in montage, I'll play it on the podcast. They also, I love this one, the, the truckers are committing heinous acts of torturous honking. That's, the be- that's what the left has. So let's look at these violent extremists that they're talking about that are committing acts of violence and threats and racism. Let's look at live video footage of this. Play it for me. Now, I don't know about you, but as a 25-year law enforcement officer myself, I would be petrified to walk through that crowd of people average age of about 40, mostly of them women with an occasional uh, person smoking a doobie. I would absolutely be petrified to walk through that crowd, wouldn't you? These are the people that they say are committing acts of violence, racism, and threats of violence, and of course, don't ever forget, torturous honking. And then, and, and then spontaneously, for some reason, all the, those people on that video are, would light in a, a building on fire. How many of you believe that's occurring? Marie Oak's video, very volatile and dangerous. Oh, that's what we just played. Oh, my gosh. I'm out of order. Sorry, everybody. All right, this closed uh, TV video. Trudeau, play it for me. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. So he could put the word they, he could put the word I instead of they in that entire sentence. I have caused people to lose their their livelihoods. I have caused people to be greatly inconvenienced. He did it all, but here's the truckers. The truckers are on day eight or nine. He's on 23 months of what he promised would only be 15 days to flatten the curve. And that's what they always do, by the way. It's never going to end. Let me put this just as a preview for later on in the show. This is what they're going to do. From all, don't, don't believe everybody when they're telling you that they're pulling back their mask mandates, that they're pulling back their vaccine mandates because, and pulling back COVID restrictions. No matter what, no matter what country it is, always remember that the same people are in charge now as were one year ago. And most of them, as were two years ago, and most of them, 23 months of 15 days ago. That's, that's 15 days to flatten a curve. They're basically the same people. So why would they suddenly be pulling back? They're not. Think of this. What it really is, is think of the world. It's not really us that are watching or doing this podcast right now. But the rest of the world, most of the world, the sheep of the world, they're on the hook. It's like they're off sea, offshore fishing for marlin. 
And when you hook a marlin, you can't just reel them in. You've got to let them go. You've got to let them go exhaust themselves. You've got to give them some line and let them go and run around. That's all that they're doing. As they're reeling you in, they'll let the spool off for a little bit. They'll open the spool for a while and let you run because right now there's a lot of pressure on them. Mainly a lot of it coming from the trucker convoys around the globe. There's pressure on them. They know, like in the United States, it doesn't matter what, they're gonna, what they do. They know that there is a red tsunami coming that they have never seen before. You are going to see something in November of this year that you have never seen before in the history of this country as the Republican Party takes both the Senate and the House. Now, here's the thing. That's not always good news because Mitch McConnell's a flaming idiot, and so are many others in the Republican Party that are just swamp rats themselves, just establishment bureaucrats, just Part of the really the bi party is what they are. They're just really the same as a Democrat, but they're just playing the role as a Republican because that's the open slot. But the reason why they're taking down these COVID restrictions is because they're just giving everybody a little breathing room right now so that the heat's off of them. That's what that's the only thing that it's about. Keep that in mind whenever you hear, oh, you know, oh, Phil Murphy's gonna cut uh, mask requirements in schools. They, oh, Phil Murphy's coming around. No, no, no. Phil Murphy is a globalist, baby-butchering monster. He's never going to change outside of coming to Christ. He is never going to change. He's only doing it for political expediency to get the heat off. So remember, they said, you had Justin Trudeau talking right there, individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. Now, what, what is he not guilty of in that statement? Blockade our economy. Did he not do that? Yeah, for the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Our democracy, blockading our democracy, he's been using emergency powers now. Nothing's going through their legislation. Nothing's going their legislatures, which is called the parliament. Nothing's going through the parliament. Everything is unilaterally done by Justin Trudeau. He's the one who's done all of this. Of course, he says it has to stop. Well, when's he going to stop? He's never going to stop because, again, I tell you this, it's demonic power perversion. They love to have the power over people. It's almost a sexual, sadomasochistic power perversion. Justin Trudeau, I mean, listen, if you're Justin Trudeau and you really have to check every day to actually see if you're a man, that if you actually have any testicles hanging down there, you when you actually have to check every day to see if that's the case, then wouldn't you just love that power over people who are truckers? people who are oil workers, people who are actually masculine, for once in your life, he was the one sitting at the girls' table at, in high school. He was the one doing that. He's that guy. And now for once in your life, you get to tell the football players what to do. That's what it's been about. From that, Those are the worst people that become cops, by the way. I've been around those same guys that become cops, and for the first time in their life, they actually have power over somebody. So if you are a prancing gelding like Justin Trudeau, who I guarantee you is scared to death of his wife and his children, this gives him the ultimate opportunity every day to control masculine men. He loves every, every single bit. Maybe he's a sadomasochistic homosexual pervert. I have no idea, but he certainly loves to control men. He certainly does. So here again, here's some more footage of the grievous threat to Canada. Play it for me. Thank you. Did you see it? Thank you. Did you see it? Yeah, you're
Yeah, you see that trucker's got some guns on him. You know, Justin Trudeau could never. Justin Trudeau, he he couldn't. Listen, I I don't know if he if he had a test done, if he actually has one ounce of muscle fiber in his entire body. And that guy's got some guns hanging out the window, so he just loves to control that guy. Here's some more. This is a Marie Oaks video. Politicians want these Canadians arrested and detained. Play it for me. <laughs> I just wanted you to see, my producer Aaron said, a bunch of Canadians walking around, dancing and hugging one another. What a grievous threat. These, this is who they want to arrest or detain. Again, show me the videos. I want to see the videos of people in the trucker convoy, not the leftist plants that they put in the crowd, just like they did on 1-6, just like they did for the Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, 12 out of the 18 uh, Suspects were all FBI agents. 12 of 18 suspects in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot were FBI agents or informants. So not, not their plants, not their leftist plants, not the ones that they put in there carrying a Confederate flag, completely masked, walking around the Canadian protest, and suddenly everyone starts yelling. I got video footage of that. They all start yelling at him. The guy puts his head between his legs and just walks off. Not their little plants. I want to see the footage from participants in the convoy i want to see truckers that are actually using racial slurs they have not shown one video yet absolutely nothing but yet they'll go out because most people only watch leftist media there's people out in the united states right now that don't even know the convoy is going on because nobody is reporting it on the leftist mainstream media not not the way it should be reported and when they are when they do report it they just belittle it they just sit there oh it's just a minor little thing no no it's not minor this is a major deal so let's look at who's really doing the violence during this protest who who are the ones that are actually doing the acts of violence play it for me for what hey what are you doing hey hey that's assault i've got it all on video yeah he failed to id hey hey we're back we're filming we're doing our part it's all on video no don't say anything don't say anything. Hey, Ritz, Ritz, stand down. Stand down. Stand down. Ritz. No, it's peaceful. No, let, let them let them do. This is going right to the media. YouTube. What's your name and badge number? What's your name and badge badge number? What's your name and badge number? What's your name and badge number? Yeah, you're assaulted. Look, they're hurting an old man, a Canadian citizen. It's communism. This is communism. He's scared. Communist. You stand with the communist fucking government. Call your police chief. He'll back you up. Call the police. Call your police chief. So his grievous offense, this 80-year-old man who literally doesn't look like he reaches the five-foot level with two goon cops. And again, you might be thinking, Tom, aren't you pro-blue? I am pro-blue. I was blue for 25 years. 1992, 2017, 25 years in a day, deputy sheriff, you can pull it up anywhere, Sarasota County, Florida, that's what I did. 25 years at the street level. So here's the thing. I love the cops that are constitutional or as 
uh, what Canadians' uh, constitution called the Charter of Rights. People that actually enforce what they swore to uphold and defend. I am absolutely in favor of all of those men and women in blue. I do. Love them all. But here's the, here's the thing. Those aren't them. Basically, these are cops that are saying, I will do anything. To, they're either, they're either full-blown believers or they are cops that are Gestapo. They're, they're, I mean, they're either full-blown believers, which, are, which makes them Gestapo, or they're just trying to save their jobs. So again, I ask, what's the point of saving your job and working under Justin Trudeau? What's the point of saving your job and working for Adolf Hitler? What's the point of saving your job and working for Mao Zedong or Joseph Stalin? What is the point? Like, you know, I saved my job, so, but in order to save my job, and this reminds me of, of Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So you're, so you're anything to keep your job. You, you know, and that also, that is the love of money, which is the root of all evil. I'll do anything to keep my job is the love of money. People always think that's just a rich man's verse. Rich is not even mentioned anywhere in that chapter. It's 1 Timothy chapter 6, and that's verse 10. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with priority. 1 Timothy chapter 10, it starts like this, for the love of money. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, starts like this. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight, next verse, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's 1 Timothy chapter 6, 10, 10 through 12. That's what you're supposed to do. But see, it has nothing to do with rich. There are plenty of people who love money that all they, that they'll do anything to maintenance their lower to upper class, uh, upper middle class status. They'll do anything. They'll put a mask on. They'll vaccinate. They'll vaccinate their kids. They'll get a QR code. They'll put a mark on their right, on their right hand or on their forehead. They'll do anything to maintenance their, ma their middle class life. I want to be able to fly twice a year. So I'm going to take an, an experimental mRNA vaccination and jam it into my arm and into the arms of everybody in my family so that we can fly twice a year to go up and see grandma in Connecticut. It's not got anything to do with rich. And those cops are exactly like that. Those are middle class guys doing anything they can to hold on to their middle class lives. What was, the, what was the offense of the, of the old man in the streets, an 80-year-old man who's 4 foot 11? What was his grievous offense? He, well, the cop said it on the video. You probably couldn't hear it. He said, not showing ID. So you're not allowed to walk around the streets in Ottawa without and, not, and not allow the cops to see your ID. That is, not, that is a violation of the, of the Charter of Rights in Canada. The police don't just, are, are not just able to go up to you and demand that you, that you show them ID. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reasonable suspicion that you're committing a crime or are about to commit a crime. And then see, this is what's happened around the world. And that's why we're seeing one video after another. See, we can have, we, we'll show you a montage of those videos. You won't see any videos of the truckers committing violence, but I can show you 50 videos right now of the police committing wanton acts of violence around the world since the start of this because they've been given unfettered power under emergency orders. Emergencies are supposed to last like three days. Emergencies maybe will last a week, but emergency orders that are still there, we are now into 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. That's the length of an emergency order. What kind of emergency is this? It's not an emergency. It's a globalist takeover in this order. It's a globalist takeover of the church 
It's a globalist takeover of America and then the rest of the world because you have to take out the church first. You have to take out America second. And then the world belongs to Klaus Schwab and or the CCP or maybe the CCP knocks Klaus Schwab out of the way or maybe Klaus Schwab knocks the CCP out of the way. We'll see which one. Right now, the CCP is the globalist police force for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Right, let's go to the next one. We had Archer Pulaski. Here's some more threats. Now, I want, you to, I want you to feel the horror when you see these protesters in Canada. And now you'll know why all these Canadian politicians are terrified. Play it for me. Hey, I know, mister. Now, aren't you horrified? This is the truth. These are the videos. Show us, so show us a contradictory video. Send me a contradictory video. Not the less that leftist operatives. Show me a contradictory video. You want to see some more scared politicians? Play it for me. Today, we're we're calling for an emergency debate in Parliament to respond to the convoy and to the escalating tensions that we're seeing. We need to see some leadership and there hasn't been that leadership at the federal level. And so we're calling for that. There's four things that we wanna see happen. And, and I'm hoping to be able to use the emergency debate as a platform to talk about these four things. First of all, we have a crisis on our hands and we need to immediately have the prime minister representing the federal level, the federal government meet with the affected municipalities to offer any help that we can to solve this problem. And there is there's serious concerns going on. Obviously in Ottawa, people are going through a really horrible situation where the, it's clear that the stated intent of this, of this um, convoy is, is to overthrow the government. Uh, it's in their memorandum of understanding. It's clear they're not hiding away from it. And they are uh, harassing citizens. They are threatening people, assaulting people. And recent examples of setting fire to a building because they're fed up with the noise is clear this is a violent and dangerous uh, action that is causing uh, really severe consequences to people. We also know... Again, show me the videos of them harassing or threatening people. We have this video footage of the protest, though. Play it for me. So let's compare, you know, you compare and contrast, you know, the video, the video before where you had Jagmeet Singh is his name. He says that, you know what, they are threatening, harassing and committing acts of violence. But where? I mean, again, where? I, I would just I would love to see the videos. This shows you this shows you that they are the same exact tactics. It, these people are not smart. They're just fervent. Always remember that. They're not smart. They're stupid. They're doing the, but they're very fervent. They will stick to it. They will never back down. 
You could show them their stupidity. They know they're being stupid. It doesn't matter. Haven't you ever wondered why you can show absolutely irrefutable facts to these people and it does nothing to pull them off their narrative? It's because they are very zealous to get their agenda in place. Their agenda is not helping the poor. Their agenda is not compassion. That's simply the lies that they tell tell you to get you to vote for their agenda. Their, their agenda is simply this. Guys like Jagmeet Singh, he wants to be in charge. He, and he'll, he'll say that he's compassionate so that you'll vote for him to get him in charge. None of these people are what you would call uh, traditional liberals. They're free to be a burden, be just leave me alone kind of people. Remember, remember a liberal back in the 70s? You think a liberal back in the 70s would be producing Pfizer paraphernalia and having uh, vaccine parties? I mean, do you have making Pfizer cakes with, with a needle cake? No, they used to hate the man. Remember, they used to hate big corporations. No, these the left now are not liberals. They're totalitarians. They are Goebbels-style liberals, Goebbels-style progressives, Goebbels-style, Hitler-style socialists. They are not traditional liberals at all in any way, shape, or form. They simply want to be in power. That's who these people are. Understand that. And I want you to know, once again, you are not alone in this fight. Here's New Zealand, which is a completely, I don't know, again, what happened to the Kiwis? What happened to the Australians? You know, I mean, I'm just very curious, but these were all independent states who have completely folded under the leadership of Jacinda Ardern in Australia. Scott Morrison, I mean, Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand, Scott Morrison, Australia. These people have completely just caved under the wave of COVID totalitarianism. I don't get it, but it's starting to change. I told you we are winning. Here's protesters gathering in Wellington, New Zealand. Play it for me. You think the, the, the convoy is all, you think the convoy is just in Canada? Here it is in Israel. Play it for me. אני רותם בראון, אני כאן כדי להחזיר את המדינה לאזרחים. אני ענת אילנדאו סמל, ואני כאן כדי לספר ולשדר את האמת. אני יונתן דוד, ואני כאן בשביל גפן, פלג ויהב, הילדים שלי. אני אריאל סמל, ואני פה כי אני אוהב את זכויות האזרח שלי. אני אורלי אלמוג, ואני כאן כדי להחזיר לנכדים את החיוך. אני דני בטיטו, ואני כאן כדי להחזיר את המדינה שלנו למסלול. אנחנו מתניעים מנועים. ב-14 בפברואר אנחנו עולים לירושלים. שארת החירות הישראלית דורשת... ביטול מוחלט של מצב החירום, ביטול חוק הסמכויות והשבת השפיות לחיינו. הגיע הזמן להפסיק להתעלל בילדים בגלל מחלה שבכלל לא פוגעת בהם. ומספיק עם הפחדות, עם מסכות, עם בידודים. אין הבדל בין מחוסנים ללא מחוסנים. הפילוג משרת רק את מי שרוצה לשלוט. ב-14 לפברואר אנחנו לוקחים את העגל לידיים. 
So there you go. Now, there, that, another convoy started there. There's convoys all over. There's convoys in Australia, convoys in New Zealand, obviously convoys in Canada. There will be one here, obviously, is going to run from California to D.C. But why would the Israelis feel that way? Put up the Ian Miller tweet for me. Deaths in Israel are up. Now, after all, remember where we are, and I know this is redundant, but remember where we are. We are 23 freaking months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Think about that. Think about where we are. All, all of you COVID-caving Christians out there, you were so sweet and you were so loving. You were so compliant. You were so cooperative, all in the name of your Pharisaic, non-biblical love. And now look where we are. In Israel, this is why they're starting a, a vaccine mandate trucker protest trucker convoy. Deaths in Israel are up. After all that they've done, here we are 23 months in, and you compare it to when there was no vaccines in comparison to where we are, where their country is 90% vaccinated. Well, you think that if, there was, if your country is 90% vaccinated, and Anthony Fauci said that if you just have 50% vaccination, you'll never see a surge again. Now look, what these are the indisputable facts. Deaths in Israel are up over 3,900% since the mask mandate was reinstated and have broken previous records even with vaccine passports, booster shots, and fourth doses. It's hard to imagine policies failing more spectacularly and consistently than mask mandates and vaccine passports. Put the graph up next to me. There you go. I want you to see it. On October 14th, Green Pass... And again, to leave this up now, I just want to congratulate, again, like I do every show, I want to congratulate all the COVID-caving clergy, all the COVID-caving pastors, all the COVID-caving international ministers that have yet to repent, have not said one word. The only international name that I know that stood up was Rodney Howard Brown from the Ridge River Church in Tampa Bay, Florida. He's the only international figure that stood up. Show me one other. And this is not some other of the smaller names like Greg Locke. I'm talking about people who are traditional, long-term, international evangelical figures. You know the names. You know the names. I hope some of you are watching. And please forward this, share this to as many people as you can. Like and share, like and share, like and share right now. Especially those of you on Rumble because we are unfettered on Rumble. Share, share, share. Share this to your pastor. Share it, you shouldn't even be going to that church anymore if they COVID caved and they didn't repent publicly. But here we are. I just, I'm very curious. I just, again, I want to congratulate all of the Christians that caved and you, you still have yet to repent. You've never said those three horrible words that petrify you, that keep you awake at night. I was wrong. You're scared to do that because of the consequences to what would happen to your reputation the only person who, the only person, my reputation matters to me. The only, the only person that I'm concerned about my reputation with is the Almighty God of Israel. And I'm just, I'm curious when you see that on October 14th, Green Pass extended to three doses. There's only one difference between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed, and that is number of doses. That's it. You are, you are only one dose away from being unvaccinated considered unvaccinated, losing your vaccine passport. The green pass where nobody in Israel can buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR-coded Mark of the Beast vaccine passport. I just wonder why, as a born-again believer, it doesn't rivet your soul, and you don't stay up at night thinking, I caused this. 
That would be, there's, there's, another, there's another three words that you need to say out loud. If you ever locked down, ever masked, I'm not talking about those you forced to mask to go into a store, forced to mask to work. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as an act of love, you put your mask on, does absolutely nothing. It's not an act of love. Just separate, just, just take off O-V-E off of love and separate I-E instead. Just put lie there. I lie, not I love, I lie. That's all that is. So if you ever strapped a mask on, you ever quarantined day one, day two, day seven, whatever it may be, I stay home because of this. I stay home to save old people, whatever it may be. And that, and, or you turned your church into a vaccine temple. Here's the thing. I just wonder how it is that you avoid Revelation 13 and 14. I, I know that you, you probably quote 1 John 4, 16, all the time that God is love. I, and, and you probably quote John 3, 16 all the time, for God so loved the world. I, I know you do all of those things, but I'm wondering how it is that you avoid Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, the mark of the beast. I'm very curious because it says exactly that, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. I'm just curious about how you avoid that. And you look at a graph like this and you see that they reinstate the green past. How does that not rivet your soul and send you sprinting to an altar of repentance? How does it not do that? When I behave stupidly in my life, I go and handle the stupidity now. Why aren't you? Why aren't you? I wonder why it is that when you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Could it be pride that goes before destruction? Could it be that? Proverbs 16, 18, could it be that? that you are so unwilling to admit you're wrong that you'll put a mark on your forehead, that you'll put a mark on your right hand just to prove somehow that you were not, weren't, weren't wrong. You can say, you see, it really was no big deal. You know, yeah, I know I got a QR code on my forehead, but that's not a big deal either. There's so many Christians that think the book of Revelation is a conspiracy theory. It's a right-wing conspiracy theory birthed on Alex Jones. Incorrect. The, the book of Revelation is and will unfold right before your very eyes. It's going to happen. Now, we can take control right now, and we can hold back the things that are happening. We can win and so that your kids can have kids, so that you can prosper and have a great life on earth, the life that Jesus designed for you. The thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus speaking. You can have all of that, but this should rivet your soul. You wonder why the people in Israel are standing up? Look at those statistics. They, you know, just go across, go across the, the span of that graph. If you look at November 2021, mass brought down the curve. Everyone's celebrating. Wall Street Journal, mass brought down the curve. Then they skyrocket back, skyrocket back up. You look, I'm just reading across, uh, that is uh, March of 2021, Green Pass. You know, the Green Pass is instituted. Oh, look at all of it goes down. Mass reinstated. It's all going down. Oh, there it goes right back up again. And you cannot control a respiratory virus using masks and vaccines. Everybody knows that. And they all know it themselves. 
Why would they have a vaccine mandate predicated on stopping transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission? And then they all find out it doesn't stop transmission. Why don't they pull down the mandates? Because it had nothing to do with stopping transmission. It has to do with getting to the mark of the beast. It's not right-wing conspiracy, Christian. It's the Bible. All right, Cat Turd tweets talking about switch to vaccinations now. Why are U.S. life insurance companies revealing an overwhelming, here we go now, now I'm just curious, who's going to say the truth? Don't worry, we'll say it here. We'll, oh, but Tom, they'll call you names. You can get pulled off of social media. Whatever, I don't care. This truth has to be spoken. Why are U.S. life insurance companies, see there's a reckoning coming. This is why you're seeing politicians running, running to their podiums right now saying, you know, we're going to take down mask mandates. They're not doing it because they've had a change of heart. Their heart is more crooked and corrupted and sulfur-filled, worm-ridden, hell-filled than ever before, 23 months into 15 days. they Listen, they're no different than they were. They're still the demonically influenced fools that they've always been. But they're starting to see information like this coming out. Because insurance companies, as liberal as they may be, remember, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. They're not going to lose their money for their progressivism. Under, you know, do you ever want to leave this up now? Do you wonder why it is that Taylor Swift isn't threatening to pull herself off Spotify? I'm just, I mean, you think she agrees with Joe Rogan? Why is she not? Can, I don't know if you got Aaron or Norma spout out, to shout out some other popular mainstream musicians that would be on Spotify. If you guys think of any, shout them out. But any, anybody that you could name that's a big name that's on Spotify. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Who else? Niall Horn, well, now you're just you're naming Brit there, you, whoever, but a whole bunch of people. All right, I don't I don't listen to mainstream music, so I have no idea. So here's the thing: why aren't they doing it? Why why is it Neil Young and Joni Mitchell? Who is Joni Mitchell? I don't even know who that is. The only reason why I know who Neil Young is is because of the great, awesome Leonard Skinnerd. I hope Neil Young will remember the Southern man. Don't need him around anyhow. That's the only reason why I know Neil Young. Who are these people? They're all geriatric rockers that nobody gives two craps about. But why isn't, why isn't Britney Spears pulling all of her stuff off Spotify? Why isn't One Direction's pulling all their stuff? Coldplay, anybody else? Why aren't they pulling? Because they're not going to walk away. They're not going to sacrifice their money for progressivism. They're not that zealous. Believe me, this love of money trumps all of that. But you see, these companies now, they're starting to go. These companies, although they're progressive themselves, are not gonna, they're not gonna miss out on their payday. And a lot of these companies have had to pay for COVID deaths that weren't COVID deaths. Well, let's get back to this. Why are US life insurance companies revealing an overwhelming, quote, unexplained increase, 40% in all cause deaths amongst 18 to 49 year olds in the United States? Is anyone else following, following this story? Now, here's what you need to ask yourself. If you had an unexplained death rate go up by 1%, that's huge. Unexplained deaths in the United States from 18 to 49 years of age suddenly have gone up 40%. 40%. So if you had, if you had 100 deaths one year, the next year there are 140 Think of that in terms of hundreds of thousands. We average about 2.9 million deaths per year in the United States. 
And in that age bracket, they've gone up unexplicably, allegedly, 40%. And by the way, it's not COVID. It's very, very small percentage that we all know the survival rate of COVID for an 18 to 49-year-old, anybody under the age of 19, it's 99.9997% survivable. And they want to vaccinate all those people. From the age of 20 to 50, the survival rate is 99.98%, all that post-infection. So why? None of these deaths are COVID statistically. There's a 40% increase of deaths between 18 and 49-year-olds in the United States, and it's not COVID-19. I wonder why it is. Play, co I mean, uh, play Tucker for me. So here's a shocking story. Look, you should care, no matter what side you're on, above all, about how Americans are doing. And one of the main measures of how they're doing is how long they live. If you're dying younger, there's a problem. And a lot of them are dying younger. This fact comes to us from the life insurance companies, which keep close track of that. And notice this according to their data. According to Scott Davidson, the CEO of One American Insurance, reported deaths in the age range of 18 to 64, those are the working years, were up 40% in the third quarter of last year compared to pre-pandemic and pre-vaccine totals. Davidson said, quote, we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. 40% is just unheard of. And again, these are the guys who do this for a living and they're shocked. So the question, what's causing this? It's clear our leaders don't think COVID is to blame. Here's Stacey Abrams, maskless in front of a room full of masked children. And she has at least one very obvious comorbidity. Here's Barack Obama, maskless in the face of his masked servants as they build his latest mansion in Hawaii. So if Corona's not causing these deaths, and it's not, what is causing these deaths? 40% increase. Charlie Kirk is the co-founder of Turning Point USA. He just wrote a piece on this. That's why we learned about it. He joins us tonight to assess. Charlie Kirk, thanks so much for coming on. What is this? Thank you. We don't know. I mean, the one business that actually tells the truth regarding the death of Americans is life insurance. They have right. to get this right. They have entire teams of actuaries that study this data all, year, all day long. It's not the public health authorities that are warning this. It's a single CEO of a major life insurance company that says, hey, by the way, there's kind of a 40% increase in death. 10%, he said, would be a once in 200 year catastrophe. We have a 40% increase in death. And it's not because of COVID. And we deserve answers. And what's so amazing, Tucker, is that we've known this information and this data for a couple weeks now. Where are the politicians? Where are the leaders? Where are the people we put in charge to actually care about the well-being of our people? Well, at least we know how many times Joe Rogan used a bad word in a podcast the last 10 years. I guess we're getting our pronouns right for our six-year-olds, but we have a 40% increase in death amongst the supposed healthiest portion of the American population. This is a catastrophe. We deserve answers, and some would conjecture, hey, does this have something to do with the fact that we might have done a mass inoculation strategy? We know that there was deaths of alienation, suicide, and otherwise, but there's no answers. No one's talking about it. So, I mean, isn't this the primary number they should be focused on? If you're in charge of the well-being of the American people and the death rate jumps by 40% in a cohort, you know, that's not supposed to die young, then, like, why aren't you hair on fire upset about it? I, I'm honestly confused. Well, it's, it's either they don't care or they don't know how to talk about it or they are too concerned about GDP numbers or stock market increases or immigration quotas or whatever. It's a mass casualty event. It's that simple. 
And the right. fact that the insurance co companies are now warning us about it should have every politician, every political party across the country say, regardless of your politics, we got to right. figure out what's going on here. The lockdowns contributed, and there's other things that definitely contributed as well. This is probably the most important metric for our leaders to care about. Well, let's, let's break it down and let's make it easy. What, what didn't exist in 2020? So you've had a 40% increase in one year from 2020 to 2021, which, by the way, mirrors the DOD study that we're seeing. Now, all the DOD statistics that I've read over the last three podcasts and two Sundays at Foundation Church here, and they mirror that. Exponential increases in all sorts of maladies. Why? What wasn't there in 2020 that is there in 2021? Charlie Kirk is a little, he puts it out there, but he's a little nervous about saying that, maybe because he's got too much to lose. You just got to be someone like me and just don't care. Don't care. Take me off everything. I don't care. The truth has to be spoken. Oh, you're going to get pulled off of this. You're going to pull off of that. People are going to leave your church. Don't care. You speak the truth. You don't worry about the consequences. What didn't happen in 2020 that is happening in 2021 that's caused a 40% increase in death? Um, it's the vaccines. That's the only, that's the only explanation. Is there other little mitigating factors like lockdowns and suicides and drug use and obesity? Yes. But you know, is that what caused the military to have a 300% increase in heart attacks, 300% increase in miscarriages, a 1,000% increase in neurological disorders? You have the five-year average of 16 through 20, 2016 through 2020, compares, compared to 2021, 300% increase in heart attacks and miscarriages, 1,000% increase. In neurological disorders, 200% increase in HIV. I could read, I could go on and on and on. There's only one difference between 2016 through 2020 and 2021, and that's the vaccines. That's why you're seeing this. This is only the beginning. You're going to see a Holocaust like you have never seen before, and they will do all that they can to cover it up. That's why we pray, and I'm going to pray right now. Almighty God, in Jesus' name, expose the liars and the liars and bring out all the facts of all of these deaths because of this demonic vaccine. Lord, we pray this exposure. Bring them to the light for everyone practicing evil, hates the light, does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Bring them to the light, Lord. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. And it is already happening. We've been praying that and the exposure is coming. Let me address one thing somebody put on there. That Andrew Womack stayed open the whole time. Uh, and wrong. You need to stop. You don't, what are you, what are you, revisionist? You a revisionist of history? Go back to, you need to go back, go all the way back. If it takes you all night, scroll back to 2020 on Facebook and see what Andrew Walmack was saying. I love Andrew Walmack. I wish that he would publicly come out and say, you know, he was quicker to reopen than most people. Credit. He fought, a, fought some legal battles. Credit where credit is due. I put him more in the John MacArthur category than anything else, which is a good thing. Where you know what he, they discovered they were wrong and took action. Great. But I've never heard Andrew come out and say, I was wrong. And I love him. There's a lot of my own personal, it's not my personal theology because it's from the Bible. But I've gotten it from Andrew Womack on healing and numerous other things. But I'm telling you, and he's a, he's a great man of God. However, he did close. You, stop saying he didn't. He did. Stop lying to yourself. Go back. 
Go back and challenge me. Go right ahead. Go back and check his, check his Facebook page. Check his ministry. Call them up and ask them, did you ever close? You see, I called them. Did you? I called Andrew Walmart Ministries because we, we supported them every month. All that money that I supported them with, you know where that goes now? Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown because they never closed. I, Greg Locke, never closed. Archer Pulaski, never closed. Tony Spell, never closed. Those, I don't, I only send my, send my, it's not my money, it's the ministry's money. I send it to Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown. My, pers my personal money goes to my own church. But you need, to stop, you need to stop living in delusion. That's part of the problem in the body of Christ. You need to, but I called his ministry and I said, you know what? We're, pull, we're, we're no longer, we'll take us off the monthly giving. That was, our own, that was my own personal giving. I don't give to anywhere personally now except my own ministry. To my, I tie it to, my, to the church that I pastor. But we pulled it from there. Why? And they asked us, why are you doing that? And we said, because you closed. Did they say they weren't closing? Uh, no. You know Why? because they were currently closed at that moment. That's why we did it. You, you, need to, you need to bathe in the truth, not what you want to be true. What's true is true. And it would solve everything if people like Andrew Womack would come out and say, I was wrong. I never should have closed for a second. Chip Roy did it. I don't even think Chip Roy is even, I don't even know if he's a believer. He's a congressman. And he said, I was wrong. I gave into the 15 days to flatten the curve. I was wrong. That's what all these ministers need to do. Every last one of them needs to come out. I'm not talking about people who are not running ministries. You can do that privately. But if you ran a ministry, you need to come out and do a social media post and say, I was wrong. And I repent. Otherwise, you're going to fall for it again. Plus, what are you telling people? If you've never come out and said, and I don't care whether you pastor a church of 50, 500, 5,000, you need to come out and say, I was wrong publicly. Otherwise, you're still endorsing your shut down, lockdown position. You've never come out and repudiated it. What are you thinking? So please don't, you better know your facts if you're going to say something here. You're completely wrong. You've been wrong. And it's time for you to face reality. Axios tweet. 38 billion 800 million dollars that's how much Pfizer reported in COVID vaccine sales in 2021 making it the top selling pharmaceutical product ever in a single year fantastic go to Robert F Kennedy Jr tweet a federal judge so they made 36 bit well let's just round it up 37 billion dollars in one year it's a little chunk of change huh? I could probably squeeze by on that in my personal finances a federal judge has rejected a bid by the FDA who's suing on behalf of Pfizer. The FDA is not suing Pfizer. The FDA is suing on behalf of Pfizer. Listen to this. A federal judge has rejected a bid by the FDA and Pfizer to delay the court order release of nearly 400,000 pages of documents pertaining to the approval of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Leave this up. Here's the thing. Again, I go back to, you heard me quote that while I was praying, and that's John chapter 3, verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. So why would it be, and I just want to challenge everybody who's watching that's vaccinated, why would you jam a metal rod into your arm, injecting a liquid from a globalist, bourgeois, elitist, leftist company, that was at event 201, like Pfizer, 
Why would you inject that liquid into your arm if they're trying to hide 400,000 pages of how they came up with that liquid? Everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to light, lest their deeds be exposed. Why would they not, if you did something great, why wouldn't you want to show everybody? I'll show anybody our, our documents at Foundation Church. I'll show, you, I'll show you every last thing. I have nothing to hide. Not, I have nothing to hide about what I make, what my staff makes, where the money goes, nothing. I'll gladly show it to you. Why won't they? Why wouldn't they? See, we do good things here. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I don't care. Here, here's what we do. Here's where we go. Here's where our money goes. Why won't Pfizer do that? I'm just curious, why won't Pfizer do it? 400,000, and then people take their vaccine while they're in federal court trying to block the exposure of how they came up with the vaccine. How could anybody take their vaccine? And let alone a conservative or a Christian that should know better. Thomas Massey tweet. This is fraudulent. 8-23-2021, FDA approved Comerity Vax. There you go, 8-23, Comerity approved. 8-24-2021, Secretary of Defense. So is this a shell? Leave this up for me. Is this, uh, what kind of shell game is this? So on 8-20-23, I mean 8-23-2021, a little confusing, FDA approved Comernity, right? Now on 8-24 of 2021, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin issued a mandate because Comernity was approved. Leave this up. So here's the thing. In order to be vaccinated in the military, you have you, they can only force it on via your military contract that you signed. If you went into the military, they can only force you to take vaccinations that are FDA approved, right? So on 8-23 of last year, the FDA approved Comernity. Secretary of Defense used that as a precipice the next day for a vaccine mandate in the military because now they have an approved vaccination. But here's the thing that Thomas Massey left off. That licensure was actually removed a day later. Comerity was never produced by Pfizer. Understand this. So what's been getting injected into our 18 to 40-year-old, well, really going into the military, 18 to 30-year-olds, what's being injected into their arms? It's not Comernity. So every one of you soldiers that has been vaccinated has been vaccinated with an EUA vaccination, emergency youth authorization vaccination, which is in violation of your military contract. You have been violated. Get together and sue Lloyd Austin personally, destroy him personally, all he is is a military, a, a Honeywell whore. That's all that he is. He is a military industrial complex whore. All he did was he got out of the military, went and worked for Honeywell, ended up, while he was in the military, got signed multi-billion dollar contracts for these defense contractors like Honeywell and all the other ones you could name, Lockheed Martin, whoever it may be, signed all these contracts. And as soon as he comes out, of the military, he goes and works for them. Then you have the stupidest man on the planet becomes the fraudulently elected president of the United States, hires Lloyd Austin, who's never been successful in one aspect of his military career, simply promoted because, you know what, let's just get the stupidest person in charge as we possibly can, promoting stupidity. So he gets brought back into the administration, 
right? He comes back in. He's never done. He, so now when he leaves next time, where do you think he's going to be on the board of directors the day after a Republican gets elected president in 2024? Back to Honeywell, he'll go again. And hoping to get one more shot at the federal government again, over and over. It's just, a, it's just an open door. It's a saloon door. So here we go. So on the 24th, Lloyd Austin uses the FDA approval of Comerity, which Pfizer has never produced. He uses that as a conveyance to say, okay, you know what? Now we have an FDA-approved vaccine. This has been going on now for forever in the United States with the leftist globalist elitists saying we have an approved vaccination. An approved vaccination that is not available to anybody, including the military. I had some clown tell me before they've been injecting Comerity, and I actually believe the guy since August. He's a bold-faced liar. They're all bold-faced liars. Comerity has not been injected at any military arm. Not one. It's never been produced. Why would they do that? Because when things go bad for the FDA, the FDA will be able to, sue, be able to say, well, it was an emergency use, use authorization. You can't hold us liable. No, no approved vaccinations were ever used. That's what it's about, shielding themselves from liability. Comerity was never produced by Pfizer. DOD says non-approved vax will be used to satisfy a mandate that legally required an approved vax. See? That's what it is. Been from day one. This is what they do. This is who's in charge. They're a bunch of liars. And now look at what has happened. Look at what has happened to our military. I wish I would have brought all the stats. I'd read them to you again. And I know it's redundant. With the increase, I mean, you're talking about increases in multiple sclerosis, 200% plus increases, 200% increases in HIV, 300% increases in miscarriages, 300% increases in one year in cancer from 2020 to 2021, 300% increases. I wish I would have brought those stats tonight. Actually, I think I've got them buried here. I'm going to see if I can pull them out. Think about that. Here's Thomas Massey. Play it for me. One of the biggest scandals during this whole pandemic is the cover-up that's been committed by Fauci and the CDC, especially the CDC, about the effectiveness of immunity that's conferred after a natural infection, after you recover from that. They've completely ignored that. They want everybody to get vaccinated, even those who don't need vaccinated. And the science, if you follow the science on this, the Moderna trial, showed there was no benefit of the vaccine to those who recovered from infection. The Pfizer trial showed there was no benefit to those who had recovered from infection from the vaccine. A recent study with 52,000 people at the Cleveland Clinic, 1,300 plus of whom did not receive the vaccine but had prior infection, showed that none of them got reinfected symptomatically. And then if you want to compare the efficacy of immunity from recovering from COVID to that of the vaccine, the biggest study out there is the whole country of Israel. Tel Aviv University, 6 million participants in this study, 6 million data points. And it showed there's virtually no difference. Actually, it showed a little bit, but probably not statistically uh, significant, a little bit better immunity from natural infection. And before you all report this, I'm not saying go out and get the, the virus instead of getting the vaccine. The vaccine can save lives. It's certain. But there's no need. The science shows this. There's no need to get the vaccine if you've already recovered from COVID. 
And there's no need to expose yourself to that danger. The CDC knows this. They admitted to me on a recorded phone call that I'll be glad to give you that they knew they were misreporting the results of the Pfizer data. Well, number one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read and don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. Just have to correct Thomas Massey on one point. I love Thomas Massey, but vaccines do not in any way, shape, or form save anybody's lives, and he should know better than to say that. That's what he really thinks, but he's too politically he's too politically expedient to go ahead and say the truth. Problem lies, you go get vaccinated right now, you go take the... Uh, the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccination, you're getting vaccinated against the virus. It's nowhere on the globe and will never be on the globe again whatsoever. All you're doing is pumping in a bunch of spike proteins that destroy your immune system. That's why in every single country on the planet right now, that is 70% or above vaccinated. They are going through the roof in cases because nobody has an immune system left. First, first vaccination takes away some of your immune system. Second vaccination takes away more of your immune system and booster about finishes it off. And that's, what, that's why you're seeing cases go through the roof. The reason why you're seeing a 40% increase in 18 to 49-year-old deaths in America in one year, 40%. And I'm like, Tom, you're getting redundant. I know, but I just can't get past it. It's because people don't have an immune system left. And I told you, you know, they were talking about the military. Well, you know, here it is. Here's some, just some of the stats. Heart attacks are up 269%. Pulmonary embolism, blood clots are up 467%. Menstrual irregularities up twenty-two thousand, up from two, averaging two thousand per year, now averaging twenty-two thousand per year. Neoplasms—that is skin cancer—they averaged from two thousand sixteen to two thousand and twenty, ten thousand cases per year. What was it in twenty twenty-one? One hundred and fourteen thousand cases. Miscarriages—they averaged 20, 2016 to twenty twenty, averaged four hundred and eighteen per year. Twenty twenty-one. 4,600 cases. HIV, they averaged 454 cases per year from the, for, for the entire military. In, in 2021, it went up 590% to 2,681. Chest, chest pain, they averaged 4,892 cases per year, 16 to 2020. In one year, in 2021, it went up 1,500% to 74,813 cases. Hypertension up 2,181%. Multiple sclerosis up 680%. Female infertility, that's not miscarriages, that's women who cannot get pregnant, up 472%. Testicular cancer up 369%. Think about those, think about that. And you want, people are actually wondering, and it's sad that Thomas Massey would say, that, that vaccinations can save lives. Vaccinations are not saving lives. They are costing people their lives, costing them their immune systems. It's absolutely, this is absolute fact. Absolute, undeniable, irrefutable fact coming from the DOD. And people just need to go ahead and say it out loud.
Speaking of that, let's go to the next one. Daniel Horowitz, the original three military, uh, three military doctor whistleblowers. It's hard to say that in all one sentence. Now have over 100 others working with them. So if, you're, if you saw this, leave this up. If, the, if you saw this on Capitol Hill at Senator Ron Johnson's hearing, he actually had Thomas Rents there. Thomas Rents was reading the material from the DOD. The DOD material was coming from these three whistleblowers. The three whistleblowers, who are all MDs, who, are, who have signed affidavits under penalty of felony perjury, if they're lying on their sworn affidavits, they are committing a felonious perjury. Three doctors, and they've put out those stats that I just read to you. As an example, average, average heart attacks per year in the military from 2016 to 2020, 612 per year. But suddenly, in 2021, there was 1,650. Strange, isn't it? Strange. What wasn't there in 2016 to 2020 that suddenly appeared in 2021? The vaccination, and it wasn't even comirnaty. It was the Pfizer EUA vaccine. Violation of their military contract and causes a heart attack rate to go up 269% in one year. And deaths to 18 to 49-year-olds in America suddenly shoot up 40%. Suddenly, what is the common denominator here? Oh, it's the Pfizer and Moderna vaccination. The original three military whistleblowers now have over 100 others working with them. See, what we have prayed is coming to fruition. What we have prayed is coming to fruition that all of this evil would be exposed, that all the truth would bubble to the surface. Now I have over 100 others working with them. Again, this is not just about a database, but about what these doctors were unmistakably experiencing at a clinical level since the shots were unleashed. So not only, let me go over this with you, not only... Is this about, the, why, why he said this is not just about data that you're getting off a computer. Let me address that first. Why did, he, why did Daniel Horowitz say he's one of the, the most informed sources, one of the most informed sources in the United States on COVID-19 is Daniel Horowitz. Follow him on Twitter, follow him on social media, get or gab, all those locations. But why did he say it's not just about a database? Because in the military, whenever you have any sort of malady, whenever you have a sickness, illness, disease, toothache, whatever it may be, you go in, you are marked, you are QR coded, and they follow you from the moment that, from the moment you reported that illness, it's marked every aspirin you took, every hospitalization, every doctor's visit, everything. Every treatment that you had, everything is marked on your, on your, a medical history in the military. It's not like what we have here. If I go to the hospital, you go to the hospital, whatever it may be, it's not like that. In the military, it is absolutely documented with irrefutable proof. That's why you haven't heard anybody, not Lloyd Austin, not Joe Biden, not Mark Milley, nobody has come out and said the DOD statistics from Ron Johnson's hearing are wrong. They can't. They're right there on the DOD database. So all of what the, those doctors are reporting is absolutely documented. It is absolutely documented, irrefutable fact. Every last thing. Just pull another one. Let's pull another one. Immunodeficiencies. Usually they have 288 cases per year in the military from 2016 to 2020. And last year they had 3,172 cases up uh, 275%. 
Irrefutable. Absolutely. Pericarditis. Usually they have 589 cases per year. That doubled, went up 175% to 1,029. Myocarditis, usually 127 cases per year. Now it's 363 cases. That went up 285%, all in one year, remember. Bell's palsy, usually you have 312 cases per year in the military. 2021, with the vaccinations, that went up to 3,438 cases, 393% increase. Absolute irrefutable fact. They cannot deny it. That's why he brings up the databases. But it's not just... It's the database. It's these doctors are testifying and they are saying, this is what we are seeing. We're seeing an increase of 393% in Bell's palsy. We're seeing an increase in myocarditis, pyocarditis, 285% increase, 175% increase, uh, respectively. 269% increase in heart attacks. That's what they're saying that they're seeing. Now there's 103 doctors. 103 MDs have joined in and saying, this is what we are seeing. And what does Joe Biden tell you to do? Go get vaccinated with, with the vaccine that fights against the virus. It doesn't fight against the virus, but just using their own vernacular that fights against the virus that no longer exists. That hasn't existed on the planet for over a year. That's the science. Christian cavers. All of you pastors out there that have opened up your churches like va the vaccine pimps and whores that you are, understand what it is that you're pumping into the veins of your congregants. You, bun you bunch of cowards who refuse to, you're so worried about what will happen to you if you stand up for the truth. You're nothing more than Judas Iscariot. Nothing, you're, you're, you're an unrepentant Peter who denied Jesus three times. That's all that you are. Stop, stop, stop parading around as if you're some sort of reverent biblical prognosticator. You are absolutely nothing until you decide to face the truth and say, I was wrong and I'm never going back again. All right, where are we at now? Bring, bring up Pierre for me. Pierre Corey, MD. Notice the, notice the title behind the name. Whoa, follow up to the, to the massive recently published Etaja study found that strict regular use of ivermectin led to a 100% reduction. But 100% reduction. Ivermectin, 100% reduction in hospitalization, 90% reduction in death. I have long known ivermectin kick bleep, but this is off the charts just now. There's the study right there on the bottom. You know, people always, you know, people send uh, my assistant. You know, messages, emails, oh, I never use emails, so I, don't, I always forget the term. Emails about where do I get my sources? Well, here it is. It's always on the podcast. We, have, we deal with thousands. I, I, I give my guys, my staff, hundreds and hundreds per week of the slides that you're seeing. And people say, hey, can you have Tom tell us where they got? I can't remember offhand where I got it all. I'm just telling you that they're always reliable sources. I'll go back to the podcast and ask. They're always right here. They're right. I love you all, but here, they're right here. There you go. And you can pull up. Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. There you go. So you can always go and just go back to the, to the podcast. You know, take, take a screenshot of what you're seeing and just go to Twitter to Pierre Corey and pull it up and read the PDF study. Ivermectin kicks butt. It's as simple as that. 100% reduction in hospitalization, 90% reduction in death. And that's what the, you can bring it out, you can take it down now. That's what the frontline doctors have been saying from day one. Whether it's Simone Gold, Charles Hoff, uh, 
whoever it may, Ryan Cole, Robert W. Malone, they've been saying this from day one. And here's what I'll bring. I'll bring it back again to you. There needs to be Nuremberg-style tribunals, even to the place of criminal trials, for people who suppressed life-saving drugs. Joe Biden needs to be on trial. You're like, Tom, that's a radical state. He needs to be on trial. Why did he cut monoclonal therapies? Why? What was the, what's the motivation? If, you, if Joe Biden is pimping and whoring a vaccine for a virus that no longer exists, that's absolute fact. You go get vaccinated now, you're getting vaccinated against a virus that does not exist, and it never worked anyway, but that's what you're getting vaccinated against, allegedly. He's telling people to do that. And all the while, and then he cuts all monoclonals because he says they don't work against Omicron, but he's telling you to go get vaccinated against a virus that no longer exists. A virus, get a vaccination that does nothing against Omicron. The people that, you want to talk about a pandemic of the blank? Omicron is a pandemic of the vaccinated. The people who are getting very, very ill from Omicron are not people like me, the great unwashed, the great unvaccinated. The people who are getting deathly ill from Omicron are the vaccinated. 90% of Israeli COVID hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. 75% and 75% England to Australia are of their COVID hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. 82% of deaths in England are fully vaccinated. COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. Where'd you get that from? The UK Bureau of Statistics. Pull them up. You're wondering my sources. There they are. That's the absolute truth. But yet that's what they, but these people that suppress these life, 90% keeping people out of the hospital by using ivermectin. Oh, no, it's 100%. For hospitalization, 90%, 90% of deaths would have been prevented if people were on ivermectin. It's a, they, did a, they did a study out of a village in India. And they, everybody in there received a packet. Nobody's really confirmed what's in the packet, but everybody suspects it's ivermectin. And ivermectin eliminated all the COVID in the area. Nobody died. And that was withheld. Why? Because from day one, COVID-caving pastor, COVID-caving Christian, COVID-caving conservative, from day one, it's been about getting people to the vaccine passport. Remember, the Wuhan Institute of Virology made COVID-19, funded by Bill Gates, funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance, funded by the CCP, funded by the PLA, funded by the World Economic Forum. They're the ones who made the virus, then come in and offer their solution. The virus kills people, then they come in with the vaccine, and that kills people. And then the people that are still alive that have been vaccinated now are totally and completely controlled if they can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their vaccine passport. And what they want to get you to is a social credit system, which is already fully implemented in China, where every movement that you make, you are, you are scored. If you have in the 700s, you're considered to be a good citizen and you're allowed to get ice cream. If you're in the 500s, you're not allowed to buy, sell, trade, or travel. That's what Klaus Schwab wants for you. Not for him now. Not for Barack and Michelle Obama as they spoon every night in their Martha's Vineyard uh, mansion while, while overseeing, maskless, his mansion being built in Maui. You know, the, all that. Not them, but you. I, again, I said this in church on Sunday. You're like, what kind of church is it? A church that talks about the truth. The truth, the truth, the church, a church that speaks biblical truth. We don't, we don't run and hide. We preach the word of God, period. And all of this, these vaccine passports, 
are all about Revelation 13 and 14, so we preach it from the pulpit without hesitation, period. But it won't be, I said this, I would love to see a blood test from these globalist elites. I want to know, I want to know whether Scott Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, I want to know whether it's in his veins. I want to know whether that vaccine is, is in his veins. I want to know if Barack, Barack and Michelle have it in their veins, if Joe Biden has it in his veins. I want to know if Bill and Melinda have it in theirs, and Mark Zuckerberg, and Jack Dorsey, Scott Morrison, Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau. I want Prince Charles and his great reset. I want to know if it's actually in their veins. Because these same statistics would apply to them. The ones that I read to you from the DOD of the United States of America, those same statistics would apply to them. Or worse, because most of these people are young. Robert, Robert Kennedy Jr., play it for me. Mr. Kennedy, many of the parents later regret having their children and adolescents vaccinated. And we, we, we see, like you said, so many children get injured and even die. But at the same time, we know that parents cannot seek, seek for any justice for, for what, what is happening because the vaccine manufacturers are completely uh, shielded by the federal government from any liability. Uh, do you believe that this law should be overturned, maybe scrapped completely? Uh, of, course, of course it should be overturned. And if you want to know why there's such a strong fierce drive to vaccinate children, you have to understand how the law works. Under the CARES Act and the PREP Act, emergency use authorization vaccines are protected from liability. So as long as it's an EUA vaccine, you can't sue them, no matter how reckless their conduct, no matter how grievous your injury, no matter how negligent they are, you cannot sue them. Once it becomes an approved vaccine, that shield, that immunity, freedom from immunity disappears. And we will be able to sue them, unless it's a recommended vaccine for children. Because under the Childhood Vaccine Act, any vaccine that is recommended for children automatically receives immunity from liability, even when that vaccine is given to an adult. So Pfizer knows that it cannot afford to give an approved vaccine to any American because people, attorneys like me, will sue them and bankrupt them overnight. We will make them pay for the entire pandemic. But if they can get it approved for children, and they'll get immunity from liability and they will not have to deal with the consequences of their behavior. And of course, this is what we've been saying for months around here. And I probably got it from an earlier video from RFK Jr. So here's the deal. The reason why they are trying to vaccinate our children is to give themselves a permanent immunity of, from liability. And how, you do, how do you get a permanent immunity from liability is keep your vaccine under the EUA the emergency use authorization. If you can keep it under the EUA the entire time, which what, it, it's a little bit of a, of a word game here. The EUA still runs out. No matter what, the EUA runs out. But if you are vaccinating children, you are still operating as if you had an EUA in perpetuity. That's why they want to, every, every couple months you hear, well, now they want to vaccinate 12 to 16 year olds. 
or 12 to 18 year olds. And then so they want to vaccinate 8 to 12 year olds. And then they want to vaccinate 5 to 11 year olds. Then they want to vaccinate 2 to 5 year olds. Then they want to vaccinate 6 months to 2 year olds. They keep it going because if you can keep, and it's on purpose. They don't go 6 months to 17. Why? Because if they did that, say they vaccinated every American from the age of 6 months to 17, then their EUA runs out. Remember, their EUA runs out anyway. But their theoretical EUA ends up staying as long as they keep vaccinating children. Now, if you have that EUA up, theoretical EUA up, then even adults can't sue them when they're injured by the vaccination. That's the point. So they keep stringing it along. That's why also you have the FDA suing on behalf of Pfizer to keep all this information from getting out so that lawyers like RFK Jr. don't sue them for the pandemic. Obvious, that's obvious. But that's the thing. Even though the EUA uh, runs out, in reality runs out, its provisions do not run out as long as you are vaccinating kids. That's why they're running trials right now for, for six-month-olds to five-year-olds. That's why the trials have not gone well. But yet they're going to keep doing this. That's why. Because, and that's why they don't do it all at once. If they did it all at once and vaccinated all the kids at once, then they could actually run out of time being under the umbrella of an EUA. But they're going to keep stringing along because they want to keep, they want to postpone for as long as they possibly can the lawsuits that are coming. They got to make as much money as they can. They will try to make a trillion dollars. They made, what it was, I can't remember exactly what, I think it was $38 billion last year. 37, it was 37, it was $36.8 billion last year. So they've got to, and then when people sue them, you know, they lose 30 billion, 30 billion. Well, they're making 30 billion years, so they only, use, they only lose one year. That's the point of it all. That's what it's been about from day one. That's what it's been about. People personally profiting, people personally profiting monetarily, people personally profiting with power. And sadly, a lot of conservatives and a lot of Christians, the majority played along almost all to some extent, to some extent have played along. You, you, you see a very rare politician who will ever just come out and say, you know what the reason why we have a 40% increase in deaths for 18 to 49-year-olds 49 suddenly in 2021? An astronomical number. Why is that exactly? Oh, it's what happened in 2021. Everybody got vaccinated. Suddenly you have all these increases, massive increases in very serious uh, sicknesses. Very, very serious injuries and maladies in the military suddenly, suddenly pop out of nowhere in 2021. It's the vaccinations. Let me, let me finish. We'll do a couple more here. This is, I want you to always know, here's Belgium now. What are they doing? Play it for me. Here's what we'll finish with. I wanted to share this with you. This is just, I just want you to know, because I want you to, as a cop, I feel as a former cop, retired 2017, I wanted you to know 
what the state of law enforcement is in our country. Look at this. Look at this tweet from Raheem Kassam. Breaking Pelosi's Capitol cops tried to sneak into GOP congressman's office dressed as construction workers, <laughs> illegally took photos of legislative documents. Now, here, here's the thing. What you need to understand is, and I, tell, I say this all the time, but on Capitol Hill, it's a two-square-mile area. They have 2,700 cops for a two-mile area. The entire city of Seattle has 980 cops. The entire city of Seattle, 980 cops. Right here where I live, the entire county of Sarasota has about 330 deputies, sworn officers. And they, for the capital, for a two-square-mile area, have 2,700 cops, and they are opening up. This is absolute fact. They will not deny it. You can pull it up. The Capitol Police are opening up substations around the United States. The Capitol Police are opening up substations around the United States to investigate threats to congressmen and women. That's, that is currently what's happening. And now you have the Capitol Police sneak into a GOP. Of course, it's not a Democratic Party congressman or woman. It's a GOP congressman's office dressed as construction workers. Never seen anything like this before. And they take photos of legislative documents. Look at the next one. Here's the congressman's office. Go to the next one for me, Congressman Troy. This is the congressman they snuck into, breaking the Capitol Police Intelligence Division of the Capitol Police. Why is there an Intelligence Division of the Capitol Police? I mean, you're, you're the, you stand there. You're basically glorified security guards. You don't investigate any crimes. But there's an Intelligence Division investigated my office illegally, and one of my staffers caught them in the act. Go to the next one for me, Chuck Colasto. Breaking report. Just want you to know the state of law enforcement. More police officers died in 2021 under Biden's watch than any year since 1995. 1995. So the, it's the highest rate of police deaths in 26 years. 26 years. That's why I will tell you this in closing. That is why you don't strap masks on your face when masks do absolutely nothing. That's why you don't lock down your churches when lockdowns do absolutely nothing. It's why you don't turn your church into a vaccine temple. That's why you don't follow lies when you know that they are lies. Well, I, I don't want to offend anybody. That's not a Bible verse. I don't want to offend anybody is not a Bible verse. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. That's not a Bible verse. But you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free is a Bible verse. It's John chapter eight, verse 32. Well, we're doing, you know, we did those things because we wanted to be cooperative. Not a Bible verse. We want to be a community partner and good neighbor. Not a Bible verse. That's not, that's, I mean, you might be, you might be thinking, yeah, you know what? Mark chapter 12, verse 30, you know, being a good neighbor, no, that's, there's nothing to do with it. Being a good neighbor does not mean becoming like the world when Romans chapter 12, verse two says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. So you don't become a good neighbor by becoming the neighbor. Being a good neighbor means you stand in the truth and try and lead them in that direction. But the reason why you don't do all of these things, first of all, if you're a Christian, it's because you're not a bold-faced liar. And because it's, it's unscriptural to comply to the, to the pattern of the world. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. That's what you don't do. 
But this is what happens when you do. Now we have a vaccine passport, which was the goal from day one, proliferating throughout the globe. And many of those that are pulling back their vax mandates, if you notice, not they're not, I take that back, that are pulling back their COVID restrictions and their mask mandates, notice they're not pulling back their vaccine mandates. In Saskatchewan, Canada, they are. Congratulations to them. Why suddenly they're doing it? They'll bring them back if they don't if you don't bring in the right leadership and you just elect the same establishment lefties or righties, they're just going to continue to do the same things over and over again to control your life. They may pull them back now. Notice it, notice they're not saying they're eliminating them forever. They always say it's for now. We're relaxing the mandates for now. And when they feel some more, they have some more political power, they put them right back in place. But this is why you don't comply, is you end up with tyrants in office. If you, what, I mean, I'll finish with this. Galatians chapter six, verse seven. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow to tyranny, I remember seeing all the, all the social media posts. I, I don't know why, you know, Christians, I saw two Christians writing this. I don't know why people are so offended by masks. Uh, you know why I'm offended by masks? Because they do nothing. And the people that are wearing them somehow feel like they're virtuous while they stand around doing nothing and forcing other people to stand around doing nothing. Masks do nothing. That's why I'm bothered by it. But be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow into lies, you're going to elect liars as a Christian. If you sow into tyranny, you have to wear a mask to come into a pet supermarket. If you sow into that tyranny, you're going to elect tyrants, which is exactly what has happened. So stand. Say exactly what is the truth. Don't hold back because of what people will think. Say what needs to be said. Do what needs to be done. Amen. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 830. Stand in the truth and stand strong. God. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what, you come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair, sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never gonna close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand, period, always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one.
nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBlee.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBlee.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.